It was me, Merv. I was your ghost. And the Lincoln behind the bookshelf. This is actually not Matthew McConaughey. This is Christian <laughs> with a question at hand. What? The question at hand podcast. No way. Um, I don't even know what I just said for question. I don't either. But uh, this it is was, our it was funny. So waiting on our first call. Um, it is. It's basically put out a request to uh, hear some ghost stories. So we'll maybe we'll hear some some spooky ones. Maybe some interesting stuff. I'm a hex girl. And I'm gonna put a spell on you. Gonna put a spell on you. Did you just record me singing that? Oh my god. Welcome to the question at hand. How's it going? Well, pretty good. How about you? Doing great. You got a ghost story for us? I got a ghost story for you. All right. Sounds great. Let's hear it. Well, uh, I want to say I got two ghost stories for you. Uh, The first one is called My First Divorce. That's pretty good. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, my name's Clyde. How are y'all tonight? Y'all good? Oh, Doing yeah, great. really good. Doing great. That's good. My grandson told me that I could call this handy question podcast and uh, tell a story. And uh, I'm going to tell you a story about the uh, the family reunion that changed my life. Sounds great. There was a... Uh, so my family, we have a... Uh, a ranch on an old Confederate farm uh, down in Danville, Kentucky, uh, what used to be Confederate land. Uh, and so uh, we, 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 we kept the farm in the family for, you know, at least three, four generations. And, you know, we didn't want to give it up. So we have our family reunions there every year, you know, the uh, the Evergreen family is what we call her, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this one time where uh, it was a potluck luncheon, and uh, I brought, they asked me to bring the sweetest meatballs, but I don't agree with socialism, so I brought the Kentucky meatballs, <laughs> all right? <laughs> and uh, then I decided to uh, put a little bit of Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce on it. Hold on, Sandra, that's good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, if, if you're ever in Danville, there's this one pizza hut on Phillips Street that'll give you two marinara sauces, even if you just order one. It's great. Oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, that's a great deal, all right? So one time, I, we had our family reunion at the Confederate Farmstead, and I walked into the attic. Now, I didn't live at this house myself. This was a family house. You know, my grandpappy lived at and uh, my sister took care of it after his passing. May he rest in peace. Um, and so one day I went into the attic to get me uh, to get some extra silverware for the potluck luncheon that we had. And all of a sudden, I hear it from behind me. I hear, 
a ghost sniffle whisper, Clyde, Clyde. So I turn around, and that's the ghost of my grandpappy. And I say, Grandpappy, well, what, what in the dickens were you doing here? You died 200 years ago. 200 and, years uh, ago? That's a said, long time. I know. That's what I said. I, and, I, and then he had to correct my math because I've been drinking a little bit. Right, right. And uh, a long time, you know, Kentucky, that's that's Jack Daniels country, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I got me a fifth, uh, in the back. Uh, so anyway, he says, Clyde, I've only been dead for seven months, and I go, You're right. <laughs> and he says, Clyde, <laughs> he says, Clyde, you need to, you need to avenge my death. And I go, Pappy, what are you talking about? I can't avenge nobody, sir. I'm a strict pacifist. He said, you need to pass a fist across somebody's face. <laughs> wow. I, I know he had a way with words. Let me tell you what. Uh, and I said, Pappy, well, who did this to you, Pappy? I thought it was the Ricketts that got you. And he said, the Ricketts couldn't do a damn thing to me. All right. It was somebody, somebody who got your grandpappy, Clyde, and you need to get him. And I said, who was it? And he said, I I'm not kidding. All right. You might think this is a joke, but I'm not kidding when I say this. All right. Okay. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm not, I'm not joking. All right. I, I know you're laughing, but I, I promise you, I'm all my life. All right. He said, I watched that Scooby-Doo movie where Scrappy-Doo turns into a demon monster and it killed me. <laughs> so the 2001 live action Scooby-Doo movie yeah she said it was so bad that it killed him Hey, I, I mean, I it swear, was pretty I scary swear. I'll have to give that to you so I looked up the movie on the Googles and um, I found out somebody named Roger Gosnell directed it so my grandpappy I'm pretty sure James Gunn directed it <laughs> No, he wrote it. He didn't direct it. Oh, you're right. You're right. And so I have to find out where Roger Gosnell lives, and I got I to gotta take him out. <laughs> and I tell you what, I was so scared, right, that I promised myself I'm never going back to the family homestead. Mm. Wow. So, so you haven't carried out the deed then, I guess. Do you have a mission? No. Not yet. Not yet. I, I bought a plane ticket to Hollywood, uh, and but I got too distracted by all the beautiful women out there. Mm. Understandable. Well, cool. <laughs> Is that the end of the story? I thought maybe there was something else coming. That's the end of the story for now. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, for now. Well, well I, could, I, can, I can tell you another one if you, if you want. Like, so for you, I don't really care. Like, I'm not doing anything tonight. My first marriage ended. <laughs> uh, uh, Christian Braxton, what do you, do you want to hear another one? Sure. Unless other people need to call right. in. Do we, do we have a cue? I think you're a well, fella. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I've been listening to your podcast uh, on, on the reg, as the kids say. Mm -hmm. And, um, I really like the way that you guys answer questions at hand. 
Um, <laughs> That's the idea. Thank you. I'm thinking about starting my own podcast, Clyde Evergreen Podcast, but I don't know. Probably will never happen. That'd be great. Uh, let's see. Let me tell you another ghost story. Well, this isn't my ghost story. All right, this is a friend of mine ghost story. We call him. Uh, we call him Bid Danny because he's a big fella. All right, he weighs about four hundred pounds, <laughs> and that's that's when he's standing up too. <laughs> <laughs> You know how when you sit down, your thighs kind of, yeah. you know, uh, mm-hmm. they flatten out. Well, and the, his whole body, his whole body does that when he sits down. All right, right. Appears skinnier standing up. Right, right. So he weighs about four twenty-five when he sits and four hundred when he stands. All right. It's like gravity does a number on him when he sits down. <laughs> If you've ever seen Big Danny in a beanbag chair, it just looks like one beanbag chair sitting on top of another beanbag <laughs> chair. All right. Mm-hmm. So Big Danny, he comes up to me and says, Clyde, I think I done seen me a specter a couple of days ago. And I said, like, one of the minor 49ers? And he said, no, a specter. <laughs> <laughs> right, easy confusion. I thought he said a prospect. Right, yes. And I says, well, Danny, tell me about what happened. And he said, well, I was watching one of them paranormal activity movies, and uh, I got to thinking, man, I hope that there's not one of them paranormals in my house. But then that very night, he tells me, he says, I swear, he says, Clyde, I heard scratching on my door. And I said, well, don't you have a cat? And he said, no, no, no. The cat passed away a few weeks ago. And I said, oh, well, uh, one of the grandkids maybe. He said, no, no, no. They were at there. They were at home this weekend. So I got up and I started looking around. And I don't see nothing. But I wake up the next morning and there's six stripes made of what looks like permanent marker just on the wall in front of my bedroom door. And I'm really freaking out. But I wipe it off and it goes away. And I don't think about it again. And then that that's not four o'clock in the morning. Remember, I live alone, all right? I live alone, you know. My weight kind of scares away the women. Uh, and so I live alone. And four o'clock the next morning, the fire alarm, my kitchen goes off. And I go downstairs to inspect it. And, uh, my oven is on fire. Like, on fire, fire, he says. And I go, well, did you leave it on while you were cooking or something? He said, no, I got myself a Pizza Hut pizza with the coupon last night. Or that night, he meant. Uh, I had the 50% off coupon, so I got me a stuffed crust pepperoni pizza. And so I didn't leave the oven. And I was like, well, by golly, did, did the gas leak or something? You got, like, one of them, like, gas stoves? And he said, well, yeah, that's what I thought, too. But then I brought in the fire inspector, and he said he couldn't figure out nothing. Wow. And then he goes, yeah, I know, that's what I said, too. Wow, that's what I said. So he goes to bed, and then he wakes up because he hears the doorbell ring. Ding, 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 ding. He looks at this clock, and it says 2.30, like 2.35, 2.30, something like that in the morning. He goes downstairs. 
and he looks through the peephole. He doesn't see anything. He goes to the window. He doesn't see anything. Right. So he looks, he opens the door. That's what the door sounds like. Because it's squeaking. <laughs> that was a pretty good door sound. Thank you, son. I appreciate it. And on the ground is a pizza box. And he opens the box. And it's a stuffed crust pepperoni pizza. But written in the pepperoni is no one out paranormals the hut. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and so he freaks out. But he says to himself, he says, you know what? I, I this is this I'm telling you, Big Dan is a big guy, right? He freaks out because there's this ghost pizza, but he still eats the damn thing, right? Mm. So he opens the marinara sauce, the little bucket I was telling y'all about where you get two of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. He eats the one slice. He takes the stuffed crust. He dips it in the marinara. As soon as he says this, he says this and I've seen the scratches, all right? I know he's not messing around. He takes that stuffed crust. As soon as the crust touches the marinara, his arm slices open, he says. Now, I saw the scratches, all right? They were, like, massive. And See, he can't. He's so big that he couldn't have, like, accidentally cut himself because his arms just physically can't reach one another, right? Like a T-Rex? Again, he weighs 400 pounds, right? Like a T-Rex. Like a T-Rex, yeah. So he takes the piece of crust, and as soon as it touches his, his arms, <laughs> slashes open. He's like, well, that, he says to himself, he says, well, that's kind of puzzling. But he takes the crust, before he, before he seeks medical help, I will have you know, for some reason, he eats the crust with the marinara, but the marinara is his blood. Mm. Now you think about that now. If that's not a paranormal activity story, I don't know what is. All I can say Next is night, you can't out-paranormal the hut. That's true. The next night, he hears another doorbell. Ding, 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 ding. He looks at the people. Nothing. Looks out the windows. Nothing. He opens the door. And this time, there's Domino's Pizza. <laughs> he opens the box. I can't say and I've ever says, heard a pizza box that sounds like that. <laughs> well, you've never heard Danny open a pizza box, all right? <laughs> all right, all right. And it says, you thought you could run from us, big Danny? In the pepperoni. And then the dumb son of a eats it, and then he starts to freak out a little bit, right? Man, the next night, I pro- this is when it gets really scary, all right? He stays up. He doesn't go to bed, all right? He's too freaked out. The permanent marker on the wall, the oven on fire, which uh, he got fixed actually very quickly, surprisingly. I don't know how, but big damn those people, all right? He hears the doorbell. Ding, 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 ding. He looks through the people. Nothing. He looks out the window. Nothing. He looks out the other window. Nothing. He checks the back door. Nothing. Goes back. 
lumbers through his house to the front door. Slowly opens his front his front door. And out there on the porch is a hungry Howie's pizza. Now, Hungry Howie's in Danville has been closed for seven years. Right, so how could the pizza be there? Exactly. That's what he was wondering. Then the dumb son of a eats that one, too. And we haven't seen Big Dan since. He's gone. He's been gone forever. Well, my, my theory is that he is now a pizza himself. I think that's the only wow. explanation. I will say there was a pizza box on my, on my porch step one night, but luckily... Uh, I did not eat that one because that could have been him. Now that mm-hmm. I think about it, right? Probably a good idea. I do miss him. I, I miss our talks. He showed me the scratches the night before he passed, and and I haven't seen him since. And I, I do hope he's okay. We do too. Poor Dan. All Poor right. Dan. Well, thank you for your ghost story. Really appreciate it. Thanks for calling. Yeah, sorry they weren't as uh, scary as I wanted them to be, but honestly, they freaked me out. I tell you what. Hey, man, that's all that matters. But I hope y'all have a happy Halloween, and I recommend staying away from any and all pizza boxes this week. All right, <laughs> all right. Oh Sounds yeah, like a plan. <laughs> have a good, right, have I'll a happy one, Halloween. Can I, can I get your, can I get your autograph from my grandson? Uh, it's kind of hard to do that over the phone, so maybe maybe some uh, other time. Send me an email. <laughs> you send me an email, Clyde.Evergreen at Yahoo dot com. <laughs> maybe yep, we'll yep. see. <laughs> All right. Well, I do appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great one. Y'all too. Spooky, scary skeleton. Goodbye. <laughs> How was your ghost? How was your Lincoln? Hello? <laughs> Honestly, we deserve that. <laughs> we did. Oh my God. I don't know what I expected, but I, it wasn't that. But I should have been expecting that. Holy crap, that was funny. Hello, how's it going? What's up, Ryan? Not too much, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. Just uh, just hanging out, watching the World Series, and I guess I'm about to tell a ghost story. Sweet. <laughs> Let's hear it. All right. So, um, basically, uh, where I'll start is uh, back in eighth grade, uh, me and a couple of my friends... Uh, you know what, this is still whenever I was uh, living just outside of Lubbock. And uh, on Halloween night, um, well, it really, let, let me kind of back up a little bit. Uh, outside um, of Lubbock is not where you want to be on Halloween night. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, you, you'll have a dirt storm roll in and, and kill you, I guess. Uh, that's pretty much all Lubbock is good for is a dirt storm. Uh, but uh, going back, um, our speech teacher uh, at the time in eighth grade, 
uh, had really tried to get us to do some kind of a, like catch a, a live event on, on camera or something. Then we we're supposed to give a speech about it um, in class, like at, at some point in the future. So me and uh, some of my buddies in this class had the bright idea to try and, uh, you know, go around and try to catch a ghost on film. So uh, whether we were going to be successful or not, we had no idea. So we started asking a lot of our, uh, you know, friends around the, uh, around our town, if there was any places that were haunted and just about every single person told us that, uh, this building that was, uh, you know, up at the school called the, the annex was haunted. So we, we didn't know whether it was haunted or not. All we knew is this was a really old building, probably built, uh, in the 19 teens or 1920s. And it had this really old gym and a really old basement in it. So if we were going to be successful at catching any ghosts on camera, well, that was going to be the place to find them. Right. right. For sure. I feel like any building with an annex is probably haunted. (laughs) I know. And man, this is, and this isn't your uh, average gym or basement either. I mean, this is a, this is some, really old creepy stuff i mean even if it wasn't haunted you would think it was just by looking at it so we were actually able to uh convince the superintendent and the uh principal of the middle school to let us actually spend the night in the annex uh and in the basement of the annex what year was this Um, if you don't mind me asking uh it was eighth grade so i'd say 2008 2009 wow. somewhere in there that's impressive um yeah i know and i think a part of it was uh you know my dad was a, a coach there so i mean i i had a little bit of influence i guess that if we did something wrong then he would get money for it or something mm-hmm. uh but anyways uh we were able to convince them to let us spend the night and it just so happened that uh the night that they let us do it was halloween night so i mean it was going to make it you know, just that much better. If there's going to be something that happened, it would happen on Halloween night. That would just be fantastic. So me and my buddies, there's uh, about three or four of us that ended up spending the night there. We had our old uh, camera that you had to put the, you know, the actual tape in, um, you know, to, to actually record anything. And uh, whenever we uh, went in there, they locked the doors behind us because they, they wanted to make sure that we were staying in, you know, one location and that we wouldn't leave. You know, I mean, we're, we're in eighth grade. They didn't want us to do anything we weren't supposed to be doing. Mm. And pretty much immediately after they locked us in there, uh, we started hearing these, these noises and, you know, we're, we're supposed to be the only ones in there. So all these noises coming from elsewhere, we're, we're kind of getting a little bit scared. And we start actually hearing out in the hallway, uh, you know, right next to the, the gym, we actually start hearing lockers um, slamming. So we're, we're getting a little bit scared at this point. Um, but uh, since they have us locked in there, we can't actually go out into the hallway to, to investigate any. So we pretty much just hear these lockers slamming mm-hmm. um, every once in a while, probably every five minutes or so but we can't really do anything about it. So eventually we decide that we want to go down into the basement. 
And, you know, this, this basement, they, they don't allow us to turn on any lights at this point in time. You know, that just makes it even better. What? Um, yeah, they, uh, all we were allowed to have was, uh, you know, flashlights mm-hmm. and then the light that was actually on the camera. So, uh-huh. uh, it was, it was still very dark. Um, and whenever we go down into the basement, uh, the first thing that we see is this really long streak of red on the wall. That's like dripping. Okay. I mean, it looks like it's blood on the wall. That's like seeping out, dripping down from, from like the ceiling to the ground. So we're, uh, we're getting pretty scared at this point in time. Um, and whenever we actually go up to, to look at it even closer, we, we found out that it's just paint. Um, but it's like wet paint. So, I mean, you, you could actually still like rub it off. I mean, it, it was still wet. So, huh. uh, somebody or something had to have done that very recently for it to still be wet. Um, but, we're, we're still unable to, to figure out whether this uh, was human-made or supernatural in some kind of way. And then to make it even more bizarre, in the next room down in this basement, there's a room completely full of toilets, like just random toilets all over the place uh, that had been, you know, passed down, I guess, from from generations past, I bet there was about 30 toilets in a, in a room about the size of a bedroom. Um, wait, wait, wait. So, so, so not a bathroom, just like a storage room no, with it, a bunch of old toilets. It was it. a, yeah, it was a storage room full of just random old toilets that weren't in use. Sounds like a pretty um, crappy room. That, that, yeah, <laughs> it was a pretty crappy it room. It <laughs> a whole room of old toilets. Like why would yeah, you want to Yeah, and to put them all in, that one place. I, I don't know why they ended up in there, but just the fact that it was in there was, uh, it was too much for us. So, mm-hmm. you know, after the, you know, seeing the toilets and then, uh, especially after seeing the, the red paint on the wall that looked like blood, uh, we ran out and we called, uh, you know, the people that we needed to call to get out of there <laughs> and we were out. So, um, as far as, anything supernatural as, as far as what we saw pretty much the only thing was hearing the locker slam but we weren't able to really identify what actually was causing those lockers to slam in the first place and then you know the the paint on the wall with it still being wet and knowing that there's probably nobody in there prior to prior to us it was a little bit scary so that's my uh personal ghost story um anyway what do you think <laughs> that was good dang <laughs> i didn't did you get anything on camera we we were able to get um you know the the paint on the wall on camera and then the toilets um and as far as the locker stuff we weren't able to get anything on camera but you can hear it on the film mm-hmm. um and i think my my mom and dad still have that camera and tape somewhere stowed away, but uh, I don't know if there's any modern technology out there that can read those kinds of tapes. <laughs> They're so it's so old. I mean, these are these are those big old tapes that you have to wind back in order to to actually read it or or see anything on it. 
Wow, that's cool. That's a good story. Yeah. Glad that you guys took cameras in. Yeah, no, just the fact that they were willing to let us uh, go in there in the first place, I think, is a miracle in and of itself. Yeah. Do you think the, the, the paint may have been placed there on purpose by a mischievous person, knowing y'all were going to be in there? Looking back at it now, that, that probably sounds like it, it could be the case. And you know, for all I know, it could have been a mischievous person out in the hallway doing the lockers too. Right. Um, but we don't know that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were told, and really the, the thing that makes me think the, the, the paint on the wall may have been uh, a little bit more real than, than we once thought was probably because uh, they, they actually went in whenever they let us in there they went and took a padlock off of the door to go down into the basement. So like it was, it was locked, um, for a while prior to right, us right. going in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I, that just kind of makes think me that think there were very many people that probably went down in the basement. I mean, maybe some no. people or something, but I mean, that doesn't and sound that's like, the only... a, that doesn't sound like a spot where you normally have like just regular people in the school going down. I, I agree. Cause, uh, that that place, uh, with it being the annex and everything and having this really old gym, uh, nobody ever went in there because pretty much everywhere else on uh, on campus there was, was pretty updated, modern. That building, for the most part, just sat there empty uh, for several years. And as far as I know, it's still there, but um, there wasn't any, like, it, it wasn't really attached to uh, the school that, you know, where students would be. And, you know, I think it was mainly used as a, as, well, as we've already kind of determined, just a storage room for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Uh, this is all eighth grade memories coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Trying to, trying to determine whether that was uh, the case or not is, well, it's kind of hard at this point. I mean, that was, uh, gosh, been almost little over 10 years now. Wow. So. Huh. Well, awesome. Thanks for sharing your story with us. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. That was fun. Well, I'll holler at you guys later. All right. See you, Brett. Thanks for calling, man. All right. No problem. Goodbye. Okay. Is this in it? Let's see if this is better. Hello? Hold on. Yeah, but I mean, there we go. Fine. Ah. Uh, yeah, I think that's better. Yeah, yeah, way better. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so, let's hear your ghost story. Okay. So, I'm sure, I mean, Ryan knows, but I, I'm sure other people do too. But for any of you, I go to TJC and I'm in the past as well. So, my freshman year, so last year, as soon as we get here, they tell us about Mildred. So Mildred Stringer was the very first director of the Bells in 1947. And it's like a thing that they say that her ghost kind of watches over the bells in our dorm and stuff. And uh, it's that's just like the thing. And there's a huge portrait of her in our lobby and stuff. And so they've always said that Mildred is always watching over the bells to make sure we're doing okay and like not acting out, stuff like that. So 
And I just recently found out that I'm not crazy and like it's real. So our my freshman year in my me and Brianna's room, Brianna's my roommate. So in our room we would always hear and we're on the fourth floor of our dorm. So there's nobody above us. So we would always hear like footsteps or furniture moving above us and we're like, That is so weird, like why what is maintenance doing up there? And it was like the first week, so we were like, Oh, people are just moving furniture and getting their room situated and all that stuff. And uh, it like kept going on throughout the year. We're like, that was so weird. Like, why is the furniture moving and all this stuff? Like, it was so freaking loud. Like, when you move, like, you know when you move a huge wooden piece of furniture over, like, tile and it rubs and kind of buzzes against the, the floor and stuff? So yeah. it's like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's very, like, you know exactly what it is as soon as you hear it. And we were like, that is so weird. Like, why Why do we keep hearing this? It was always so loud. And it was always when we were trying to study or do something. And we always hear it at night as well, like in the middle of the night or something. It was like 3 a.m. and we'd always hear it upstairs. But, like, there isn't an upstairs. And nobody goes up there. So um, keep in mind, like, Mildred is always watching over the bills. So, like, last year we always have to say, yes, ma'am. Like, that's a freshman not really a freshman thing. It's a team thing. Like, yes, ma'am, is how we respond to everyone. So by the end of the year, we're all super, super tired of that. So I, like, started messing around and would say yes, sir, or something. So I would say yes, sir, to everyone just to make a joke or something. And it was one day I was really trying hard to study for this math test. I was so freaking frustrated and stressed. And I heard the buzzing of the furniture. And by that time of the year, we were always like, oh, she's Mildred, like, She's just messing around with us or whatever. And I was um, studying for this test, and me and Brianna were in the room, and we could never get the buzzing of the furniture or, like, the moving and stuff. We could never get on video. Like, it would stop as soon as we started recording. And we were sitting there and uh, studying for a test. And all. sorry, I think I thought my roommate was came to me. But we were sitting there studying, and... Um, it started like buzzing. It was so freaking loud that day. Like it was insanely loud, like so much louder than any other of the days. And I was like, sir, I just like said it out. And I was like, sir, I need you to be quiet, please. And it just like so loud, like even louder. It was like above us. And we were like, oh my God, what the heck? And it wouldn't stop. Like it was so freaking loud. And I was like, I just screamed. I was like, yes, ma'am. And it stopped for the rest of the day. Like, not even another mm. sound. It immediately stopped as soon as I said yes, ma'am. And we were like, okay, cool. <laughs> Just pissed off Mildred, but it's awesome. It's fine. <laughs> so that's my ghost story. Wow. There's been many other things that happen, but we just, it's Mildred, so we don't really freak out anymore. We're all pretty used to it. Yeah, so, I mean, I've heard this before. I'm sure this is Christian Broxon's first time hearing this. Um but do you want to talk about like how you validated it a little bit? What? What do you mean? Like that people confirmed that that was going on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Like other people's. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a lot of, our alumni is called Bell Gold. So I have a lot of gold friends and I was, I work with them at my dance studio. So I was talking to Morgan, one of my friends and we were just talking about like freshman year and, all the things that happened and talking about bells and stuff. And she was like, yeah, my favorite part was when I would hear the furniture moving and we would like just know it was Mildred. And I was like, wait, 
and I hadn't talked to her about this. I was like, wait, you, you heard the furniture too? And she was like, oh yeah, all the time, like up above us. And it was only on, it was only on, it's only on the freshman. It's like sophomores have the left side and freshmen have the right side of the floor. And it's only on the freshman side. That's all this, like you hear it, because I don't hear it anymore. And I was talking to her, and she she had mentioned that she heard all the furniture moving and like footsteps, and I hadn't said anything to her. Right. And I was like, "Wait, you freaking hear it too? Or heard it when you're on bells?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's Mildred." I was like, "Oh my god, I'm not insane." Wow. So, and there's been other people that I've mentioned it to, and they're like, "Yeah, it's just Mildred." Like we know. That's crazy. It's crazy. Mildred's the best. Did she really say that was her favorite part, though? Because <laughs> that's no, kind of funny. No, I mean, she was just weird <laughs> joking around. She was like, yeah, yeah my yeah. favorite part is when Mildred haunts us, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. My favorite part was that I never slept because Mildred <laughs> just moved furniture the whole night. Well, like, she doesn't screw with us, though. Like, she doesn't make anything bad happen because she wouldn't want to harm the bells. She just makes sure, like, she just likes to make sure we know she's there and watching over us, you know? Mm. Like, there's this, okay, here's another story, sorry. One time I was in the shower, and I heard it, and it was so loud. Like, it was like that, the the other story where I was, I told you, I said, sir, and it was that loud, and I was in the shower, and I was like, I'm going to come out of my room, or out of the bathroom, and the furniture's going to be rearranged in my room. Like, I was so scared, and it wasn't, but it was so freaking loud that day, too. Dang. It's so weird. And there's been other things, like, Somebody will come in and it come back into the room and something come off the wall or we'll just be sitting in the room and something will roll off of the desk, stuff like that. Are things ever like moved around in the rooms? Not in my room, but other girls have said that they've come in and like their little coffee table area is off of their rug when they come back from class. Like it in like the middle of the room or yeah. like they moved the coffee table or they moved or she moved the rug they moved the she moved the coffee table okay has anyone seen anything physical no other than the picture that hangs yeah. up in the oh wait no actually i take that back okay so my friend kindle she lived her roommate was addy our freshman year so kindle and addy they, um, Kindle had, was, they were sleeping and Kindle woke up in the middle of the night. I think it was, it's either Kindle saw her or Addie saw her, but I can't remember which one. Um, but Kindle woke up in the middle of the night and was like, she swore up and down that Mildred was standing at their coffee table, just watching them sleep. Dang. Like, was so freaked out in the morning. Like, couldn't move. She was like when she saw it she couldn't move it was like she's paralyzed in her bed which that also made me think like maybe she was having like sleep paralysis or something but right right because yeah. we did talk to some people who had similar kind of experiences to that yeah but yeah you said there's some alumni network where a lot of the people even in past decades have kind of corroborated these events yeah that they've all confirmed like, um, Morgan, a girl that I work with, she was on the, I'm on the 72nd line. 
she was on 68. And then another one of my friends that was on 64 have all confirmed that they've heard the same thing. Like, without me mentioning it to them, mm-hmm. they've all just said it, that they've heard the furniture moving. Like, just come up in conversation. Oh, did you, do you hear this too? And I'm like, what? You hear it? You heard it as well? It's mm. crazy. Yeah. Is there a floor above y'all? I thought y'all were on the top no. floor. No, there's I mean, nothing. Like, no like, one there's that not would live. I didn't know if there was, like, because I know my freshman year, um, there was, like, a maintenance, like, stuff. It was just storage up at, like, the very top of the building. I mean, I, I'm sure it's, like, some sort of storage, I would assume. I don't know, because when you look at it from there, the outside, like I mean, most of those windows on the fourth floor are, like, almost right at the top of the building, so... And even exactly. if it was storage, though, that it happening like at three a.m. Yeah, at night, it's, it's still weird. Makes but, it weird. Like, oh, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. And I wish I could get it on recording because it's so loud. Like, there's no. Right. It's not like you have to like really listen for it. Like, yeah. it's it's obvious. Does no. Brianna it's, have like a sleep? It's like app, it could though? probably wake you up. Doesn't Brianna have a sleep? Wait, what app you say? That like records her while she sleeps. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I forgot about that. So my roommate downloaded a sleeping app last year because apparently I was telling her like I would wake up and she'd be talking in her sleep like she'd be dreaming and saying some really funny stuff. So she downloaded this sleep app so she could hear what she was saying and it would catch the furniture moving like one mm. time, like maybe one time. Huh. I, she deleted it so I don't have any of the recordings but. Dang. Wow. That's, that's really weird. weird. Yeah. But, great. like, if you ask any Bell, like, uh, past or present about Mildred, like, they'll all say something about the furniture moving or footsteps or just, like, noise. Hmm. That is strange. Wow. Yeah, that's the most interesting part to me is the the similar stories over, you know, Okay, but what's decades. weird about it is that this building was built, like, the year before we graduated high right. school. And so it's not like it's a really old building. Like, I think it's tied to, like, the painting. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the bells as a whole, but I think it's the painting. It'll be interesting to, oh, like, see if any, like, older classes before that building had any similar, like, experiences. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, because I think the girls that would have been in, like, the 64th line that you've talked to, they would they didn't live in the same dorm, did they? Yeah, they did. Oh. How long has that dorm been there? Lived. I thought that that dorm was like brand new. No, it it is one of the newer ones on campus, but Morgan definitely lived here. Um, Emily uh, didn't. Emily was on... Oh, wait, no, no, no. Yeah, 64 didn't live here. Okay, sort of thought. Sorry, Morgan's on 68 and lives yeah. here. Yeah, so where did they live before? I think it was... I want to say Crossroads. Okay. I, I mean, I'm I sure don't really remember. I'm sure it'd be the painting because I'm sure that painting's been in both. Absolutely. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that's what it is. Do the directors know? That's what I want to know. Oh, yeah. We talk about Mildred all the time. They're like, yeah, she's just making sure y'all are okay. So what is what is it like coming in? Are the new members kind of told what to expect or do they go in experience that and then no 
they experience it first. Like for me, I definitely heard it first. And then I ended up going to just one of my sophomores. I think it was my big. And I was like, what is, do you hear it? And we were just all like so in awe over it that there was furniture moving and we were so freaked out. And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. It's just Mildred. I didn't know that. And this is on TJC campus. The only people that would mm-hmm. only bells would know about it that have lived like when when were the, the, the painting? <clears throat> when were the Apache Bells started? What year? Nineteen forty seven. Yeah, so it'd be very interesting to look back and see like what other possible you know yeah, stuff has happened. Because I mean, like at the homecoming deal the other day, there were bells that have been yeah, yeah. I mean, like a long time ago. Like there were some older people there. Yeah. I mean, how old do you think some of those people that were at the, like the alumni that were at the front of the line, like sixties, seventies? Um, Honey was Honey is in her late seventies, early eighties, and yeah. she was the oldest member there. But like my neighbor. Um, two of my neighbors actually are Vogold and they're like in their 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I don't necessarily think that they would really have that kind of encounter because Mildred was still their director. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, but they might be able to like attest to like how she was or when she was alive and be like, yeah, that was the kind of thing that she would do is just like be very protective. and mm. Are any of the members of that age aware of what's going on? I don't think so. That might be I don't really think they are. Yeah. Is this like the talk of TJC or is this just kept within the bells? Within bells. I, think um, so. I think this is mostly just kept within the bells. But like if we <coughs> sorry I think it's kept within the bells but if we mention it to someone they're like oh that's crazy there's no way you know, just kind of blow it off. Which is Which how a lot of most people on campus think are. we're crazy yeah. anyways. So, what'd you say? I said, which is how most ghost stories are, is that no one believes Yeah. You. Yeah. This was a good, good story. So you've got eyewitnesses across several decades, probably a painting which could tie if they changed dormitories or whatever. Right, if it moved with the group. Yeah. That would make sense. And everyone... Yeah, because we have thing. in our lobby, we have a picture, the biggest picture. I'll send Ryan a picture and then y'all can it's, look it, at it from his own. But it's... the Mildred is the biggest painting and then off to the side is like all the um, past directors after her, like the... through our current director, pictures of them up on our wall and then the choreographer's are on the other side. But she is the centerpiece of the wall. The centerpiece, but also, like, massive. Like, that painting is probably, like, six feet by four feet or something. Yeah, it's it's, huge. It's huge. Uh, I don't think it's that big, but it's pretty large. That's crazy. Yeah, she's crazy, but she's, I mean, there hasn't been anything bad happen to it. Which is Oh, we also have this thing... It's we it, we call it, it's the curse. Like it's um somebody wrote the curse in the quad on the freshman side. It's uh I mean I don't really want to say it out loud because 
it's not okay. But um, it's the curse. And if you read it out loud, all of the things that are written down in the curse will happen to your line. And lucky me, my roommate read it out loud and everything happened to our line. Like we had someone get hurt, like really hurt, uh, really sick. Someone quit. And there was another thing, but I don't remember what it was. But all four things happened. And it happens every year. If someone reads the curse, it happens. Well, cool. That's a great ghost story. Thanks. Well, um, I think we had some pretty good ghost stories tonight. I know uh, Clyde Evergreens was kind of out there, but it was, it was solid. It was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else we want to... Lay down before we cut this thing off. I like the toilets. Yeah. That was so weird. Why would you have just a room of old toilets in the basement? It might be because toilets are kind of hard to dispose of. Maybe. But yeah, and maybe they ordered, maybe they were new. I don't know. And they, they, said they ordered them. Hmm. I because know. I know big schools and big campuses would have a surplus of f- old yeah. furniture. In case, like, one day, like, something really bad was served in the cafeteria and, like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's the reason. Oh, man. Well, cool. All right. Well, happy Halloween, everyone. Um, Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the stories that were shared with us today. And uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week. So subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Spotify. um, Leave us a review. We need some reviews to read off during the show. So uh, go leave us a review. Those are much appreciated. Helps us quite a bit. Leave us some questions if you have any. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye.